The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Back with you, Tower 2 at Tail Varsity. We're powered by Cornhead Lager, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbel. Hope you do it all right. Can find us many different ways on the Hale Varsity Radio Network. Can find us on Hale Varsity YouTube. Subscribe to that. Tell a friend. Give us a thumbs up. Some Twitter platforms: the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed at H Varsity Radio. Our friends at uh, ESPN Omaha 590 on Twitter, KFOR on Twitter, Facebook, and uh, wherever you uh, just want to check us out. And the podcast: Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Get that downloaded and uh, give us a rating. Got to answer this before we get to Evan Bland. Dion checks in. So would Nebraska basketball lose on the road to Norfolk Catholic? That depends. Is Kevin Raymaker playing in the in the paint? In the paint. Uh, that is someone I don't mess with ever. Uh, we say hi to Evan Bland, Omaha and, World Herald. And as I look at it now, Norfolk Catholic has been good at home this year. Very much. One, eight and six overall. Haven't got a chance to see them this year, but their roster looks somewhat imposing. I think Nebraska could get them, though. We'll see. That's no offense to Norfolk. Evan, what do you think? Nebraska basketball on the road v. Norfolk Catholic. Is it going to be a tough night for the Big Red? Maybe that's the thing. Maybe if they can drive, uh, maybe that's the difference. Maybe there's like a lack of overhead bin space in their flights or, uh, you know, their ears are popping or they're not popping when they land. I don't know. There's a lot of theories. So maybe we could try the bus theory and, uh, you know, do this experiment the right way. That, that sounds good. We'll get to Evan's basketball thoughts in a moment. But give me a energy rating for the football offseason, uh, one out of ten. What's the energy you're kind of feeling from your readers and followers about this Nebraska football offseason? Well, for the last six weeks, it's been really high. I mean, with for obvious reasons, with, with Dylan Rayola committing, with the transfer portal humming, I think finally it's it, it's starting to, to ebb uh, maybe just a little bit. And you probably can credit Nebraska basketball for some of that. You can credit uh, just the start of classes at UNL and and the early enrollees are on campus, so they're all behind the scenes with the returning players and uh, going through mat drills and, and putting in that work. So, you know, I think the next couple of months will be about as quiet as you could probably expect. Maybe a little bit of um, rec- action here still before the traditional signing day in a couple of weeks but by and large um, you know Nebraska's current players are working out their future classes are being recruited with offers going out and um, into the 25 cycle and beyond that so still uh, you know a lot of excitement maybe it's ratcheted down from like a, a nine to a six or a five at this point but, um, yeah, people are absolutely still interested. I'm still interested. And, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be a long two months until we get to spring ball. Well, it's interesting, Evan, because for uh, us, the media and the fans, this is the slow time of year covering Husker football. They're just going and, and working out. They got their early morning mat drills. But you talk to a lot of former coaches and players, and they say, 
this time right now, January through about May is when games are won and lost in the fall. It's whenever you're able to, to put in the most work in the weight room. It's where you're able to do the most body transformation. It's where you're able to, to make that development via the weight room and, and via those, those competitive mat drills. Is that not an interesting dichotomy that it's so slow for us, but it's really whenever the team puts their head down and works? Yeah. I mean, you think about just the nature of college football, college athletics now, like with so much roster turnover that's just inherent in college sports now, like that, this is that time when it's, it's all the things that you talked about with uh, conditioning and technique and, and improving your body, but it's also that time when guys get to know each other in like a lower pressure environment. Like a, there's always, you always hear coaches talk about like the bond of shared adversity and there's no way to get to know somebody from halfway across the country than when you're up at 6 a.m. and going through some tough physical challenges or some team competitions in the weight room or whatever it might be. So, yeah, like this is when chemistry happens. This is when those relationships are built. This is when, uh, you know, you build that trust that may show up in a game in October because they were able to, you know, have that interaction, um, you know, now in January. So, like, these are important stretches certainly behind the scenes these are those times when players kind of figure out who those leaders are right you talk about the single digits that they'll vote on in the fall um a lot of that's going to come out of what's coming here in january and through the spring is like who sets the tone who goes above and beyond who uh encourages others brings brings others alongside them like this is when all that stuff comes out so it's a super valuable time and we'll in the media and, and fans will start getting caught up on that uh, progress in a couple of months when they start talking and spring ball starts rolling around, but no doubt about it, there's a lot of work going on now and those games will be seen in the spring and certainly in the fall. Evan Bland with us from the Omaha World Herald Husker football off season at Evan Bland OWH is where you find him on Twitter. So you talk a little bit here, your latest story dives into the quarterback position and Evan, uh, you know, my kid's going to be a senior next year for 2025, uh, and that's... Hey, you're only a couple ways away, a couple years away from being a senior, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. But uh, <laughs> look, look at that. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to trank Dart Elijah and shave half of his mustache later tonight. <laughs> we'll put that out on Twitter. No, I'm, I'm getting to the quarterbacks, um, Evan and uh, Alex, Alex Mansky from Algona, Iowa. He's been Nebraska's target. You've got uh, Matt Zollers also from Pennsylvania. And then a name for 2026. This frightens me if I'm uh, an opposing defender because it's Case Vandenbosch knowing how, uh, now how the mad German used to play in Lincoln in, in Kyle Vandenbosch. Uh, good luck trying to tackle him as a quarterback. Those are three names to watch. Yeah, three of many. Uh, you know, Manskin and Zollers are the 2025s that they have offered right now that are uncommitted. So you would think those, uh, you know, Zollers was just a, a recent one here last week. So that's new to the radar. People that follow recruiting know that Manskin's been in dialogue with Nebraska for a while. He's visited a couple times last fall as well, and, and his recruiting is blowing up. I mean, he's got A&M was a recent offer. A lot of the big Power 5 or Power 4 uh, schools in the Midwest have already come after him. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. Vandenbosch was one 
who uh, was a, originally an offer of the old staff, actually under Mickey Joseph at the time, back in 2022. So he was he's one of a handful of the 26s, and then they've even this week offered a, a 27 as well. So, like, there's a lot of... Uh, you know, offers and, and dialogue and relationship building going on behind the scenes. <clears throat> and really the point of sort of this little snapshot update on quarterback recruiting isn't necessarily about the individual guys, because we know like so much of this is going to change. I mean, look at just the Dylan Riola commitment to know like things change, things happen. You don't really know. But what I found more interesting in looking at some of their offers was just what's the type of quarterback that they're looking for? Where are they going to find them and you know matt rule has spelled it out uh, recently at press conferences he's, he said you know they want somebody who who has the ability to extend plays with their feet somebody who has a big enough arm to where they can overcome some of the windy conditions uh, that come with playing in the big 10 and and playing in lincoln and so i think a lot of these guys fit that bill and the farther the further into the future you look with the 26s and the 27s they're offering guys who, who are or are becoming national recruits, guys getting who, who are going to be four or five-star players down the road and maybe uh, throwing your hat in the ring early can produce something down the line. And maybe, maybe it doesn't. And that's why I think the 25 group uh, sort of illustrates how that process goes along. Um, you know, Mansky's someone they've been on, like we said, but then Zoller, Zoller's is a new offer. So I think it's illustrative of the fact that Nebraska has a vision for what they are looking for in a quarterback. But then also there's just the reality that you're, uh, you're continually evaluating. Guys are continually coming onto the radar, uh, and you're going to have to make offers as other guys come off the board. And as people know who follow recruiting uh, know as well, uh, quarterback recruiting follows a little bit of a different timeline than a lot of the other positions. And so uh, typically you know, you're hoping to have your quarterback for your class in the boat by April or May, probably no later than June, so that person can be a – a recruiter for the rest of the class. So that's kind of where they are right now. And I just thought it was, it was interesting because everyone's so focused on this new era coming up and rightfully so with Riola and Daniel Kalin and, and Heinrich Harburg still there, but it's just, it's fascinating to see that Nebraska is even looking beyond that to see who that next guy could be in a few years. Evan Bland with us here from the Omaha World Herald, Hail Varsity Radio. And Evan, we're going to get your feel with Kiona Wilhite here in just a second. But while we're talking 2025, who do you think the the top target is in the class of 2025 as it currently stands? I think there's a, a couple of candidates. I think my mind goes to Christian Jones up at Westside, but any other names that you think could be like a, a top candidate for this class of 2025 from the Husker coaching staff's perspective? Yeah, that'd be the name that comes to mind for me too. Uh, I mean, he, he just got, a, I think, a, uh, was it Auburn today? Got an SEC offer. Um, so, I mean, he's, he's officially, if he wasn't before, he's officially a national recruit with – the SEC coming in and and like this is the time and and we've this has been well documented in recent years like Omaha um, has become a bigger recruiting hotbed over the last five or six years than it ever was and and part of that's because of uh, the development of of outside academies part of that's the quality of the coaching and then part of that's technology too and just uh, the accessibility of huddle film and and the technology that would just say or make it easier for people in other regions to, to say, hey, yeah, there's a lot of talent in Nebraska and in particular in the Omaha metro area. So, yeah, I, I think uh, Christian Jones is a good example of one. Um, you know, there are a number of them in, in Nebraska. And I think it's always a fascinating place to start because you think through the years uh, when Nebraska has been rolling, they've 
hit the Omaha Metro well. When they haven't been rolling, um, those guys have gone elsewhere or they were under-recruited or unnoticed or whatever. And it does feel like I think they have eight offers out right now to in-state kids in particular. Um, you know, it's, it's something that's clearly been a priority of Matt Rule and his staff. They've had some success, certainly in their last few cycles, keeping those guys in state. But the competition continues to be pretty fierce. And once you're in year two, you start to you start to reach that point to where uh, you can still sell hope, but you're going to have to start selling on-field success sooner than later as well. So this is a group I think that you can still sell kind of what's coming, um, but that's going to get harder until that success starts showing itself up on the field. So it's a, it's a big few months, no doubt for. For Nebraska, um, with the in-state guys, but just based on Matt Rule's track record with his staff uh, in his last year, you would think nobody's going to be on these guys um, more than the Huskers. Evan Bland with his Husker football offseason. Let's let's get your take, your timeline on Keona Wilhite, uh, the edge rusher that was supposed to head to Washington. I know he's visited Sparty. I know he's been to Lincoln. And just another thought, too, Evan, here as we wind down, Nebraska needs to get defensive linemen for 2025 and beyond. That's that's a position of, of need. Do you agree with that? Yeah, it is. And you can tell it's reflected in some of the offers they put out. I mean, they've kicked the tires on uh, junior college prospects. They've, uh, you know, looked at guys uh, in the portal and, and certainly uh, had dialogue with them. And, and yeah, with, with Will Height, um, and, I mean, it, I think it it adds to that notion when you think of the fact that their number situation is already pretty tight in terms of overall scholarships. And I know it gets creative these days with uh, NIL and how you can kind of be, um, you know, creative with with getting guys on campus. But the fact that they're even bringing they had brought Will Hyde in for a visit and, and that he's considering Nebraska, I think, says a lot about what they see in that position and. I think it's another example of Nebraska looking a couple of years down the road because, again, for 2024, they're in pretty good shape with Ty Robinson and Nash Upmaker and Prince Will and uh, Cam Lenhart, and you can kind of go down the list. But uh, I think it's a move where you're looking for uh, development so someone like that's ready for 2025 and beyond. And uh, you know, the, the traditional signing date's February 7th, I believe. So they still have – a little bit of time uh, to continue to make their case. I know Texas was involved in some other schools as well, so he has some uh, decision-making still in front of him. But, uh, you know, that may be the last little bit of recruiting action Nebraska has before that traditional signing date. Um, I, I do think it is reflective, though, of their opinion on what the defensive line is going to need in terms of bodies for 2025. Evan, uh, we'll wind down with basketball here about 45 seconds. Uh, buy it or sell in the Huskers and dance in here as we, as we talk here in uh, late January. I think I'm buying it. You know, a lot of people compare it to the team a few years ago that was snubbed and went to the NIT, and this group just has more quality wins with Purdue and and Michigan State and and Kansas State on the road. Indiana, I think, still moves the needle. So this group has some high-quality wins. I think the bar, if you're talking about the rest of the way, is win a couple road games, doggone it. Find a way to (laughs) win at Illinois. Find a way to to win at Maryland here, uh, you know, this weekend. Like, I think that's the bar. So I understand people are kind of trepidatious about Nebraska basketball, and and certainly the wheels have fallen off before. But I think if that's your standard of getting to the big dance at this point, that's doable. So I'm going to buy it. 
Evan Bland, buying stock. I like it. Evan, great stuff, great work. Thanks for talking some Husker futures uh, when it comes to the recruiting game. And we'll check in with you next week, bud. Take care. Sounds great, guys. Thanks. There he is, Evan Bland. Find him on Twitter at Evan Bland, O-W-H. And Stephen checks in. Uh, we'll hear from Fred Hoiberg here next. But Stephen uh, writes in, can find us, Hale Varsity YouTube channel. I think kids will be looking at the development of the freshman quarterbacks coming in this year. Yeah, what, what does year one look like with Riola and companies? A fair question.